passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Ah, <laughs> they're back, baby. That's right. The Six Rings boys, Fitzy and Hart, with another episode of Hot Pat's Talk. Latest and greatest, as always. You think you hear a little too much of us on the FM dial, the new Breaking Boston podcast, but no, 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 no. This is our sweet spot. This is where we do what we do. The dirty work gets done, and it gets done damn well. And, might I add, dirt cheap. Here on Six Rings and Football Thing, that's for <laughs> several times a week, of course, uh, courtesy of WEEI, Odyssey Sports, and 2400 Sports. On today's episode, we get a two-banger, a two-patter for you. Uh, first, we're going to open up based off of a little piece that Andy did for WEEI.com. Now that, uh, well, we just had rookie minicamp. We are a week away from OTA workouts taking place. We are a month out. From the first mini camp, that would be the mandatory mini camp. Uh, people are showing up, people are working out. We're starting to get a feel for what's going on down there. So, based off of Andy's piece, we're going to play a little game called Rank and Review. We are going to rank the 10 positional groups as currently constituted on your 2023 New England Patriots defensive line, safeties, running back, special teams, offensive line, cornerback, wide receiver, tight end, linebackers, and of course, quarterback we will rank those 10 positions from one to 10 from the strongest to the weakest and that way we have a uh, a placeholder or some uh, rankings that we can then revisit at the start of the season when the full 90 man roster has been cut down to 53 and then we got the 16 person practice squad we may even take a look at it at the end of the season back half everyone's favorite pats Perry. the news notes and nuggets swirling around the most important nation of all pats nation and we are much like I plan to be each and every night of the Eastern Conference Finals as we watch the Celtics take on the Heat. Loaded. Andy, all right, so tell the people why you decided to get to a 
positional grouping ranking so early in the pre 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 season? Well, because essentially, I mean, these are the Patriots. Yeah, there's going to be some tinkering and we Excellent. can all dream about maybe big moves. We can even talk about that maybe in the second part of this podcast in the Pets Paris segment. Um, but in all in all likelihood, the bulk of the Patriots are currently on the roster. You know, you go into a draft, mm -hmm. you go into free agency with needs. Okay, you check mm -hmm. some of those off. They went mostly offense. You go into a draft with some needs. They go mostly defense. Now it's kind of this, this, this is the horse that going to brung you come January when you get to the end of the season. And I, so I wanted to just look at, you know, what kind of where we stand, like we all thought, or I thought heading into the draft cornerback biggest need, you add Christian Gonzalez, maybe the best cornerback in the draft. You fill your biggest need. Does that change how you feel about that positional grouping or whatever? So that was sort of the impetus for this uh, May exercise. Okay, so as we know, the Patriots uh, took 12 players in the 2003 NFL, 2023 NFL draft. I don't know how many they took in 2003, probably a bunch. It was a good draft. Uh, in 2023, they drafted 12. Then they signed three UDFAs, those being, uh, God, the second guy, Jer Jeremy Booglin. I, I'm never going to get it right. Well, you know not what? Even close. Not like even close. Heilberg or Heiler or something. Yeah, he Heilberg. He Heilberg. Heilberg. Heil, yes, exactly. Uh, Heisen, it's Heisenberg. Who cares? It's I don't think I'm going to have to get to know your name. Malik Cunningham and Johnny Lumpkin. Uh, how many of those guys we expect to have direct impact, let alone make the team even be starters or major contributors this year? We will see. To date, the Patriots have signed eight of the 12. Interestingly enough, Andrew, the four that have not signed, Christian Gonzalez, first round pick, Keon White, second round pick, third-round pick, Marte Mapu, and the first of their fourth-round picks, Jake Andrews. So the top four, the top four earners, the first four picks in the 2023 draft, yet to sign. However, everyone else, from your Bryce Barringers to your Chad Rylands, Kayshawn Boutes, Amir Speeds, and more, they have all signed, and they're down there practicing. We saw photographs of them getting involved this weekend. No logos on the helmets, no numbers on the jerseys, because I was told everything needs to be Mm. Yeah, <laughs> believe it at that. <laughs> I just, yeah, uh, totally used to. Not anymore. Gimmicks. I'm sick of all. Uh, that. Just play effing football. Exactly. Go hit each other. Go throw the ball. Go run as fast as you can. Go prevent him from scoring the football. The 53 that do it best get to play on Sunday. Shut up and let's get to it. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah. at that point. So let's shut mm -hmm. up and let's get to it. I will tell you. Great segue. For my written purposes, I actually broke it down a little bit further. So I actually had 12 spots, but I can combine them together. But I want you to tell me blind. Okay. I don't I don't I, I want to know. La, la, so la, la, I'm going to start at the top. Okay. What's the best Patriots positional group? Oh, hands down defensive line. Yes. And that is I, I wanted you to say that that way, the way you did it, because mm -hmm. I actually ranked number one edge number two defensive tackle. But obviously combined, they are the defensive line. They're the number one group. Um, I don't know how you can dispute it when you have Uche and Judon on the edge, even Keon White, a high draft pick, adding to that mix, Dietrich Wise, mm -hmm. Larry Guy, who apparently while in the hospital, no, his wife was in the hospital giving birth, giving flowers to everybody on Mother's Day. Like 75 families received tremendous. these beautiful pa I mean, he's the he is the freaking best. You can talk Mandalorian, he's charitable, he's got pop culture favorites. And you know the, he hits like a freight train and is still great at this stage of his career. Absolutely. He won a, 
I, awesome guy. Awesome. So from the, you know, Christian Barmore, even the guys that are overrated are pretty good. Devon Godchow, like Belichick's guy. Okay. We don't love him, but he, he serves a purpose as a, what about a the subs player. are like the heroes of the six rings podcast. Your guy, Carl Davis and my guy, <laughs> Daniel Equale. So I don't think it's even disputable on any level that that's the strength of the defense. That's the strength of the team. Now, they need to live up to it. They need to go stop the run and get after the quarterback because I think as we move further back, there's probably a few more questions to be had on the mm -hmm. defensive side of the ball. But no, that's a really deep, talented, versatile group. Coming in at number two on my list. What do you got? The what do you safety got? dance. Safety. See, I had them four. Okay. So where did you have second? Park. All right. I had uh, next on my list after the defensive line running back and mostly, oh, ooh, mostly somebody. because of two things one One, your man crush on james robinson yes so i am waiting him more than most people will but if he gets back to jacksonville days and has a thousand yards plus from scrimmage he he's capable of putting the type of year together that ramondre put together last year and i think ramondre two of them, two of them. yes and i think ramondre i think everyone is expecting to have another advancement whether it's 10% better 20% better I think there's going to be something there because he hopefully will not have to be worked dogged as he was at times last year when he almost looked to the sideline like can I there's nobody okay I'll go back and do it again Sorry. we were some of the first ones both on social media while we were um, in the basement of our radioactive bunker that is 83 Leo M Birmingham Parkway before the six rings post game show saying hey is it me or does Stevenson look gassed and this Absolutely. was like halfway through the season and by the end of the season he was flailing and flagging about now he's got like a clone of himself or somebody who has a similar skill set a little smaller but a similar skill set looking to prove a point who seems to be very happy to be in foxborough with the patriots yep. i think it gives them a very strong running back room this is even before you get any contributions from pierre strong jr kevin harris or the guy i continue to forget about but was so hype on last year ty montgomery for the record, uh, I had running back third. Okay, so you have safety. We flip-flopped them. Um, I like the safety position. Certainly the strong safety position is strong, loaded, strong, mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it. Uh, safety dance, which was a popular Paul Perillo uh, photo mm -hmm. caption mm -hmm. for any story that included any safeties for about 10 years at Patriots Football Week. You can hit if you want to, and you can leave your opponents behind. Uh, I would also like to put safety in numbers. I think at the strong safety position, they have safety in numbers there. The question would be, you lose more than 1,000 defensive snaps from Devin McCourty, who retired. He's now in the Patriots retirement home. Mm -hmm. Jalen Mills, good idea. Question. question. Uh, it, can I, safe space, like, can I share a little secret? He's not retired? No, I don't think they really lose a step. Whoa, 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 you can't say that. You cannot argue that. They were a good defense, and he played a thousand effing snaps. I'm not letting you turn on him like Patriot Nation has. I'm not turning on him. I just the think his mistakes snaps. wasn't as good as he was. I just, no, I don't think they miss much because I'm, I'm taking, here's what I, oh, listen to me. Fraud. I enjoy the work and appreciate both the man on and off the field. Jalen Mills, I criticized you first, but I You know what? Loyal. Let's have him on Turn the pod. It. He would come on the pod. He follows both of us. He's a friend of the show, friend of the family, friend of the organization, friend of the station. So he lost do I. a step two or three years ago, but he was still a productive, very effective. Member. Yes. And you're saying well, they're not going to miss I, him. You fraud. Uh, 
I'm not a fraud at all. I'm not a flawed or a fraud. I am flawed and sometimes can be a fraud, but not fully and entirely. Because what Mills brings, if he's healthy enough to play almost as many snaps, in addition to the way I believe guys like Peppers, who's now a year more into the system and a year further removed from his ACL, and Kyle Duggar will ascend, I don't think you lose any. I think the safety group is as good as last year, if not maybe a tinge better. They may ascend but they don't help you out in the ass end of the secondary because you will be counting on Jalen Mills. Boo. The audience dislikes the audience dislikes thumbs down. Even Devin McCourty's like, no, don't do that. Stop. Stop. Um, I I heard it coming and I was like, I just steer into it. Nick steer into it. So I I guess I think a little bit more of Devin McCourty than you do. And you're just going to, you know, pee all over his uh, nope. career and his grave in the last Justin couple Justin Turpin, producer, don't you dare pull this out and send it to an at DMAC. Don't you dare. Um, don't you but dare. Even with Jalen Mills, it's a guy that's been primarily a corner for the last couple of years in New England. And I do actually think was brought here to be a jack of all trades, Devin McCourty insurance. I don't know that he is as trustworthy, reliable, functional in the back end. Is he the same athletically? Late career Devin McCourty is Jalen Mills probably still as good physically and athletically? Probably. But that's only part of that job. The knowing where the F you're supposed to be and who the F you need to back up and prevent from ruining a game. This is a GTFB defense, right? Still, always will be. Get Mm -hmm. back. Don't give up big plays. That kind of mentality. Devin McCourty was the root of that for more Mm -hmm. than a decade. So um, I don't think they have a natural replacement there. Jalen Mills is good enough. But I would also argue... Are you are you set at corner so Jalen doesn't have to play any corner? Are we sure he can be there full time? Like, I just have I some think so. questions about the the safety position in the ass end. Fair enough. Now, on my list right here, I have uh, what I usually sometimes will put in to separate sections of things. I put in a bunch of ass like a line of asterisks, and mm. the reason why I did that was because. I wanted to point out that after this, there is a major drop off in terms of talent at the positional groupings. I think defensive line slash edge safety and running back are the most talented groups. Now I feel like we're getting that was the top tier, if you will. The only thing I would push back on in the way that I ended up with two extra positional groupings from you is I broke up the offensive line into two groups, Mm -hmm. tackles and interior offensive line. And that leads me into what a hardo. I think interior offensive line is next on my list. I think the Cole Strange, Mike Onwenu, David Andrews group, now with the newcomers in City Andrew, Yeah, I think that's a pretty good Moffie. group. Even Chasen Hines coming sure. back. Sure, Cody Russi got a birthday shout-out this morning from the Patriots. So there's a lot of beef. There is a the lot of powerful line. beef. Oh, the, the interior, interior line's line. excellent. So uh, they were next on my list. Okay, next on mine was special teams. Now, I know there what? are two... Yep. Hold. I'll tell you you exactly why. They they addressed a number of needs in the draft. They added youth and speed. You still got Slate. Your boy Schooler is back there as well. You're adding Joe Judge to help complement the coaching back there. It's been acknowledged that they were a problem last year. You got somebody who can actually kick the ball in the end zone again. You got a brand new punter who was the best. I'm pretty sure Chad Ryland can reach the end zone. Pretty sure. He's not going to land them all at the seven like Nick Folk did, which was a big problem. I love Nick Folk. Tremendous person. Tremendous man. You're turning your back on him too, flawed. Uh, Nope. See, this is what happens. You can appreciate them. You can appreciate. Don't let the door hit you where you couldn't split you. Uh, (laughs) 
I, you know, and also you're t- you're not accounting for how great Marcus Jones was last year, how great he can continue to be. The number of extremely fast humanoids they have added who may join the kickoff return team who could fill in for him if he has to play too much defense, if he gets put in on offense, kicking, uh, rather returning punts. I think special teams is going to be a very strong group for the Patriots this year. Then I have offensive line coming in, mostly because of my faith in the interior of the line. Not so much the left tackle who's on a free agency deal. Maybe me and you get a motivated Trent Brown and, of course, the hobo fight that's going to take place at right tackle. I have le- I have the tackle position out of uh, at eleven of my twelve spots that I rated. Yeah, uh, and I'll yeah, let you know pro- it's a last, problem. But, um, Riley Reef had- on this day that we record the podcast Tuesday, Andy May sixteenth. Riley Reef spoke to the media. Seems like a nice guy. Said nice all the right pro type of things. Looks like a, like sounds like a dude would love to go out for burgers and beers with Riley Reef. I don't know if he can play well enough to lock down the right tackle spot. I don't think Yadni could just. I don't think. Connor McDermott is just going to, I don't know. These are good guys to have in a pinch when you hear like reef is down, stepping into the game. Kajust like that. These guys are depth guys. Calvin, who knows what the hell Calvin Anderson is in the city. Sal project. He played tackle his freshman year at Eastern Michigan. That was five years ago. Why are you so five? I'm being realistic. Mm, I don't care. See, Um, see. (laughs) so no, the, the one thing, uh, that struck stuck out to me from Riley Reef's press conference. Why he's still playing at his advanced age? Mm. A ring? I knew you um, were going to get to. I knew you were going to get to this. And then the follow, wasn't the follow up from the crowd like, "What made you think New England was the right place to get that?" And then he's just like, eh, "I'm still learning the playbook." Do you have a time machine? What year do you think it is in here in New England? We haven't won a playoff game in four years. I've had a losing record in two of the last three years. What in God's green earth makes you think you can come to New England and collect a ring? This is not 2006, 2007. Oh, hell, basically 20 dec- twenty years in there. It's not those yeah. years anymore. It's a different time. Nope. Um, special teams, I think there is the potential for a dramatic turnaround. Mm-hmm. But potential is the key word. Jason Tatum has the potential to win the NBA title. If he doesn't, there will be a lot of criticism. I think Ryland has the potential to be a good NFL kicker. Behringer, the potential to be a good NFL punter. I have no idea if they are that. There are questions. We see it all across the league. Every year, there are highly touted rookie specialists that fall on their face. And then there's no, you know, unthought of rookie specialists who come out of nowhere and are a great punter or a great kicker. So I just think it's a bit of an unknown. Now, I do think they'll be better in coverage with Joe Judge helping out. They bring on Chris Board. Uh, as you like to call Oh my him, God, Matthew I forgot Udon. to bring on Chris right. Board. Yes, jeez. Oh, what you want? Guys, this stuff is Bill Belichick's like, Bill Belichick's the number one now. Why don't you put him Okay, fine. Fine. You know what? Maybe I will put him ahead Even of Matthew Judon on my top. Because guess what? There's a chance that both rookies suck in the summer and go on IR or NFI. Nope. No, we do not have another Roar Wasser on our hands. Oh, I didn't say this was it had anything to do with like questionable tattoos and, and political alliances. I'm just saying if they both suck, like you guys, who was the guy you guys were in love with two years ago? The young what do you kicker. Mean, the, guy, the young kicker? You freak. Oh, I loved oh, I love Quinn Quinn Nordine. He had an he iron sucked. leg. He flat out sucked. He was he flat all right. out sucked. And he did not flat out suck. And you of course, because he could kicker. You know, I wanted them to keep him for kickoffs. Yeah, he sucked. Suck develop him behind off. Nick Folk. Suck. He did not. He was just not great. He was better than Vizcaino, who they were stuck with later in the year. I would have rather he punted than your boy, Michael Pilardi, the Pilati Patty. So 
the the point is your two specialists, two of your three jobs are potentially being held by rookies or mm-hmm. potentially being held by an aging Nick Folk and what's his name? Corliss Waitman, the Broncos punter from a year ago. Guess oh, what? You weren't Lord. great in the, the mile high air. I don't think you're going to have a lot thinner air for you to kick the ball right. in. Um, so I just think there are some questions. Even Marcus Jones, mm-hmm. I guess his teams are going to be hesitant to let him touch the football. So that is a potential weapon that could be negated by other teams' fears, right? Mm-hmm. Potentially, okay. potentially so. We'll see if they hold on to it. Okay, uh, so you have special teams too high. I will tell you what is really next. Interior offensive line was next. I said that. Mm-hmm. After that, I went, wait for it, wide receiver. Ooh, I have cornerback next followed by wide receiver. Go cornerback. on. Uh, wide receiver, they have talent at the wide receiver position, especially if you give our guy, Tyquan Thornton, some year two jump credit and a bit of a pass for the dysfunctional Matt Patricia offense that he was thrown into as a rookie trying to find his way. A lot, right. of red sh- lot of red shirts given out for last season. A lot and of red sh- shirts. And there should be. You've added... Juju Smith-Schuster, who at worst is a serviceable NFL receiver, at best is a 1,400-yard Pro Bowl receiver. Now, his best is usually when Antonio Brown is on the When field. he comes out, when there's a when there's a number one, like last year it was Travis Kelsey, obviously the number one target from right. Mahomey, and so, previously it was well, Antonio Brown. We'll see. It, I was gonna, thought you were going to say, at worst, he's Jacoby Myers. At best, he's Jacoby Myers. Like, No, I think... With better I blocking think, and good, better yards after catch. He, but... The flaw is I don't think he'll get open and catch the ball potentially quite as um, seamlessly and effectively and consistently. Jacoby Myers was solid, really, really solid. Uh, his, his best slow foot get open move I've seen in a long, like he just sort of found a way. Long legs too, long legs too. Long arms. Yeah. And uh, Kendrick Bourne, I haven't given up on, and I know we'll get into in Pat's mm-hmm. Curry, an interesting mm-hmm. post on ESPN.com, mm-hmm. but to me, Kendrick Bourne is a solid receiver who a year ago again pass red shirt matt patricia offense before that people were like this is a poor man's debo he's a playmaker he averaged 14 yards a catch he had career highs in his first year in foxborough so i think there is good complementary solid talent on the wide receiver depth chart what they are lacking obviously um, no breaking ground here is a true number one receiver it is what it is Boy, howdy. Uh, rounding out my top 10 of the positional rankings, I had cornerback at six. Yep. I think they've definitely improved. The addition of Christian Gonzalez, the the unanimous best pick, best steal, greatest snag of the first round of the 2023 draft. Hopefully he doesn't become a bust. It's the highest Bill Belichick has ever drafted a cornerback. I think the kid's going to be phenomenal. Uh, wide receiver, I'm with you on that group. I just happened to put corner a whisker above six, then wide receiver seven. Rounding it out, eight tight ends, nine quarterbacks, and ten linebacker. So I have linebacker dead last on my list. I don't know how you could not. Can't even, can't even name one. I mean, Jawan Bentley. Mac Wilson. He's, Jawan Bentley is a nice little player. He Or a nice big he's a, player. He's a, yeah, solid. I was going to say, he's leadership, but... He's making tackles seven yards downfield. He's not a playmaker. Well, someone has to because usually that's true. (laughs) If he didn't, then we might be screwed because we don't have Devin McCourty to count on back there anymore either. And yeah, I had quarterback in the 10 spot in my list, which is similar to your list, because the reality is you have Mac Jones, who at 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 best averages out to an even right. Good rookie Mm -hmm. year, bad sophomore year that averages out to zero. You're starting scratch, make or break year. Um, 
They just there's not a lot of excitement at the quarterback position. I don't know how you could be excited about the quarterback. You don't have to hate it. I'm not telling you to hate it, but I don't know how you could be excited about the quarterback position. So the only way that we could possibly be excited about the quarterback position, and I heard you guys talking Tuesday uh, on your portion of filling in for Gresh on Gresh and Fourier that Malik Cunningham would be, and it's a great role for him to adopt his rookie season as a highly touted and well-compensated undrafted free agent would be dynamite scout team quarterback. Oh, we're getting excited about our scout team. No, quarterback. that's great that that will likely be his role. However, a positional change, which you and I have both suggested on this pod and weei.com, perhaps that he could become a special teams contributor. They may try him as a slot receiver type Edelman style project. We shall see. That's probably the most exciting part. I think in terms of just getting excited about the quarterback position, it's going to have to be, hooray, Mac Jones is playing more like Mac from two years ago when he was pretty good. Yeah, pretty good is good enough. <laughs> the Six Rings podcast where pretty good is good enough. How'd you, and so those are your rankings as well. You finished out with 12. Dead last for you was linebackers? Linebacker, the Jawan Bentley led group. Although, although if the hype is real, if the hype of Marte Mapu is real, that could be an upside position because it seemed like everybody loved the Mapu pick from Daniel Jeremiah, favorite player in the draft. Like every, um, there were raves about Mapu. So for a Sacramento state tweener safety linebacker type mm -hmm. who brings the lumber and the thunder. I mean, he could change things there. drastically. I, Mac right. Wilson will be what Mac Wilson will be. Raekwon hey, McMillan really is just, is a serviceable fill in. I can't imagine he would play anything more than just slightly above replacement. Uh, yeah, Mapu is like the only one who possibly could turn heads or up the grade for the linebacking position. I don't even think the Patriots really know what to do with the linebacking position anymore because the days of Belichick grabbing gigantic brohemoths, which he used to tuck in there all the time, that ended, you know, as Van Noy made his way elsewhere and Dante Hightower retired or took a year off, came back, probably should have stayed off. You know, those guys are gone. The best linebacker in Gillette Stadium is the coach. Wow. He is. Am I wrong? You're going to tell me Gerard Mayo is not the best linebacker? In oh, Jets? no. He probably could step in and be the best linebacker on the field still. He would, to this he would day. break in week two, but right. for the short portion that he's That's, out there, he's your best linebacker. First couple of plays would be absolutely yep. dynamite. Pretty good is the new good enough, like we've coined it here for most of the positional groupings on the Patriots and the quarterback position. And, of course, your consumption of this fantastic podcast. Thank you for making us a part of your regular Patriots analysis and perspective. We appreciate you joining our little community. If you've got some comments and questions, it's at six rings pod at Fitzy GFY at jumbo heart. And of course, six rings pod, that would be the number six, six rings pod at gmail.com. If you have a question or topic for another show. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right, Andy, we're moving on with the back end. Here we are in the back nine of this edition of Six Rings and Football Things. It's everyone's favorite segment where we grab a bunch of other talking points from the wide world of Foxborough and lump it into a segment we call Pat's Purry. And I want to get right to something we mentioned in the first half of this podcast when we were discussing our rankings in the spring of the Patriots positional groupings. Kendrick Bourne, wide receiver. You and I, I think, both believe he can come back and be a positive to very positive contributor on this team since they threw him in the doghouse for no reason at all last season. It was a wasted six year in the NFL. Hopefully, Bourne Polly comes back with great vengeance and furious anger and plays his ass off this season. And yet Bill Barnwell from ESPN suggested that he could be a potential trade candidate post-draft. Why is that? Uh, well, I think it was stupid. Um, it makes no sense to me. And he even proposes that it would be for offensive line depth. So I even pondered, because elsewhere in the piece where he had all, I think, 14 things that could happen, something like that, he said maybe the Broncos will still trade one of their receivers. And I was like, well, maybe if if it's a move that coincides with trading for a receiver, that would make sense. But he's just basically saying they have redundant pieces. He makes five point five million dollars. They're going to trade him like they don't have any receivers. Their receivers are Juju, Devontae yep. Parker, Kendrick mm-hmm. Bourne and Tyquan Thornton. That's only four. Most You're not allowed to count the rookies. I'm sorry. As no. hype as I might be on Kayshawn Boutte finding him count from several years ago. Before the sixth round. They're yeah, sixth I know. Rookies. No, you can't you rely on Demario Douglas making major contributions. I've seen fans. You want to talk to me, like say, like, oh, Fitzy, you're so delusional. What's wrong with you? Uh, no, there's I a lot. You. I don't know how much time you have. I uh, fixed you some. Oh, I've taught you the way. Oh, this is the way. This is not the way. It is our way. It is not the way. It's one of the ways. This is one of the ways. That's the new expression. Uh, it's one of the ways. Uh, these guys, I've seen people like, oh, what, what's your prediction for Kayshawn Butte this season? I got 42 receptions for 590 yards and three touchdowns. I see fans doing that on Twitter, and I'm just thinking, like, guys, just because I put the pipe down doesn't mean you had to pick it up and start smoking from it. What are we doing? Wow. Like, and I said that to you, I almost feel like he can't live up to expectations, which as a former first round projection who was taken in the sixth round, Mm -hmm. he should be gravy. He should be a cherry on top of some Sunday. But now all of a sudden people are placing those kinds of projections and expectations on him. It's pretty much not fair to him. It's not fair to the team. It's not fair to anyone. But to get back to Bourne, Mm -hmm. I don't think they I'll even throw in Taekwon Montgomery. I mean, Ty, Ty Montgomery, Tyquan Thornton, Ty a couple of guys. Yeah. That, okay. To be fair. Yeah. I don't know what the tie stands for. It could be Tyquan. Could be Tyrone. Tie anything. Tie your shoes. Um, Ty Montgomery could be in that mix as like a slot receiver. Mike Gasicki could be in that mix as a, he's not fair really point. a tight end. He's a receiver. I still don't think they have the depth, but I would ponder, ponder this, if you will, mm-hmm. please. Mm-hmm. 
So there is a certain receiver who went from Green Bay to Las Vegas last year. Ah, that's what I was going to get to next. Very well done, sir. His good buddy, no longer the quarterback there. And he has said that he does not see things the same way as the uh, leadership in Las Vegas. You don't. So what do you think of this? Josh McDaniels, old friend, Dave Ziegler, old friend. They seem to like Patriots receivers. They've been loading Mm -hmm. up on them from Jacoby Myers to Christian Wilkerson to everybody in between. What do you think of Kendrick Bourne Mm -hmm. and a first round pick and some other stuff? I don't know what the other stuff is. I'm sure they'll figure it out. That's I think job. that would be enough with the salary cap relief for Devontae okay. Adams. I'll I'd drop that in a heartbeat. I will I will load up whatever Spotify playlist Born Polly wants. I will drive him there. I'll make his meal. I'll yep. pick up Tay. I'll wait all night at the airport. It doesn't matter. I would do no any. Now, of course, everyone on socials has already started putting in every Aaron Rodgers gif and uh, yes. reaction pick and meme possible. I don't know how the hell. The Jets don't have anything left to trade to possibly get Devontae Adams. And let, what are they going to do? What what would the Jets possibly trade or send to the Las Vegas Raiders that would be of interest that isn't already a like a contributing member of the team? You're not going to trade Brees Hall. They don't need him. You're not going to trade Sauce Gardner. You're going to trade DJ Reed and loosen up the back end and, and a future first-round pick so you can get Devontae Adams. You already well, have not. And Nicole I mean, Hartman. They want yeah. to load up even more than they've done by getting Rodgers. Yeah, I, I, I know that was the immediate reaction just because of oh, their stupid. History. Garrett Wilson would be stunted by it. Like they got yeah, a number one receiver in Bloom with him. To me, it makes more sense for a team like the Patriots that maybe has more grand aspirations than people assume inside the building. And mm-hmm. one of their obvious shortcomings is go to receiver, go to pass catcher. And I think everybody with Bill O'Brien, and then you have Mac Jones. Whatever you think of him. If you put Devontae Adams at the top of that depth chart, then with Juju Smith-Schuster, then with Devontae Parker, we trade Bourne in this scenario. Tyquan Thornton, the pass catchers out of the backfield, Stevenson, Robinson, whoever you, Gesicki, Hunter Henry. That's a pretty damn good set of of targets. And that is when, that is absolutely, Andy, when Juju Smith-Schuster would start doing his best work because now there would be an obvious number one. Tyquan Thornton could learn from Devontae Adams. Now Kayshawn Butte and Demario Douglas will be expected to do nothing and won't need to because they could learn from Tay Adams as well. And Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, whomever, Trace McSorley, Malik Cunningham, all have a legitimate number one, an alpha, the big guy to learn from and throw to, spearhead the offense and become what they have lacked honestly, for about five seasons, which is a downfield threat and somebody who would stretch the field and put fear in the hearts of opposing defenses and defensive coordinators. Love that trade. Can't love it enough. Would do it once every day, twice on Sunday, and every other opportunity you give it to me. Um, We talked about Riley Reef in segment one. Seems like a good dude. Going to be difficult. He's probably the de facto starter at right tackle. He had a media availability Tuesday, first time with the Pats media. Best friends with James Ferentz, which is good. So he probably has a little familiarity with what's going on. Said lobster rolls are his favorite meal so far coming to New England. Said it's a beautiful place. Got great people. Uh, He's probably been sheltered from most of it because (laughs) we are wonderful and beautiful and we're the best at being the worst. John Jones did a little media avail. He seems happy to be back in town. But uh, James Robinson did one a couple of days ago, Andy. We didn't get a chance to discuss this uh, on last week's podcast or on the radio over the weekend. but. He's uh, his he seems very 
he seems motivated. He seems a little pissed. Like he did sure. not like the way last season went with the Jets. Like there's somebody like when JC Jackson talks about when he plays the Patriots, I'm going to pick off Mac Jones and show them it's a revenge game for me. I'm going to show them they never should have let me go. Like, stop it. Like that, that, that's absurd. You should be coming in, shaking Bill Belichick's hand, hugging Mr. Kraft, thanking you for taking a chance on a guy like yourself, an undrafted free agent, and turning you into a $100 million football, $80 million football player. With James Robinson, who got screwed over in Jacksonville and then screwed by the Jets, like this guy's got a big old chip on his shoulder, and I love that he wants to knock that chip off with the Pats this season. Hmm. That can only be good for my predictions that he's going to be a key contributor and overlooked member of the offseason additions for the Patriots. He should to some degree. I mean, first of all, he's inherently a chip guy because he's an undrafted player and then mm -hmm. proves himself worthy of of being a really good NFL running back, a really good contributor for a couple of years, then has to deal with an injury. Then in the midst of the injury, the coaching staff changes. Then he's traded. It's like there's a lot going on in his career and his sort of trajectory. Hell, mm -hmm. we've talked about it with uh, Mac Jones and the way he was sort of submarined last year. James Robinson has had coaching injuries trade, like lots of submarinings of his career. And we fixate on the dysfunction of the Patriots offense last year. New York was pretty dysfunctional as well. They got rid of their quarterback. They got rid of their coordinator. Like they're mm -hmm. going in a totally different direction offensively. That that was no simple place to land in midseason and kind of hit the ground running and make plays. So, yeah. I think he is pissed off. I think he has a chip on his shoulder. I think he's capable. I think he's a year removed from that injury. He's going to be healthy. This is all part of the old concoction that is his breakout, bounce back, whatever the hell you want to call it. Andy called it first season. You know, if the Patriots don't have a thousand yard receiver, but they have 2,000 yard rushers. And when I say thousand yard rusher, I mean like two running backs that each have a thousand yards combined. Like let's say James Robinson has 750 yards rushing. 400 receiving and Ramondre has 300 receiving and a thousand rushing dude that would be dynamite like that would add an element of danger surprise unpredictability positivity to this offense and I have a feeling Bill O'Brien and Mac Jones will employ that versatility because you basically you don't have the same guy James Robinson isn't the same as Ramondre no. Stevenson he is a a singularly unique talent Ramonster is but James Robinson is a very he's a He's not as fast as some running backs in the NFL, but he's a big, strong dude with good hands and the aforementioned motivation. Yeah, those numbers you just put out there, I am being overly optimistic probably in this, but I'd almost be surprised if they don't get in the ballpark of those. I'm not saying nail them exactly, and they're both at mm -hmm. whatever, and it's 2,400 yards of total off, whatever it is. But I, I, I expect that, and I think they mm -hmm. have a coach that will take advantage of it, that is capable of putting to use the strengths of his team. And I think those guys are going to be more reliable strengths, take the pressure, quick passing game with some questions maybe at tackle, could also factor into those guys being utilized by Mac Jones. So, yeah, I, I, I am, I'm with James Robinson. I think he has something to prove, and I think he's going to prove it, and I think it's going to be good news for Patriots fans and the team in general. All right, lastly, here in the Pats Paris and what has been another exciting, thrilling, and that? fulfilling episode. Well, from me, at least. Last for me. Do you, do you have something? I do. Oh, okay. Well, last. All right. Uh, mine's a fun little game. So let's end, let's end on yours. Let's not, let's not, let's end on mine. Let's, let's hear from you. Okay. So this is more of an NFL issue than a Patriots issue, but I wanted to touch on it. Oh, here it comes. The Peacock. 
the peacock. I'm about yeah. to peacock around this podcast with my peacock out, if you know what I'm talking about, because I'm pissed. You know so, what they're calling it, Andy? They're calling it uh, the fact that now we're going to have to stream a wild card game on peacock. Peacock stream. Peacock no, fight. No, peacock. nope. Rich Keefe taught me this. People that are like in entertainment uh, that are big streamers, they don't yep. call it peacock. They call it the cock. <laughs> they do. So just it's okay. No, it's I mean, like uh, if I had a bottle of wild cock bourbon, I could say pass the cock. That's fine. It's all right. Okay. <laughs> it's also the we're at the 35 minute mark of the podcast. If you've made it this far, you definitely appreciate this kind of lowbrow humor. So but, it, they call it the cock. So it's going to be wild cock Saturday. Okay, so it's Wild Cock Saturday. <laughs> I will not partake in Wild Cock Saturday. I do not like Wild Cock Saturday because they are streaming a playoff game, Wild Card, January 13th, the night game, on ah. Peacock, which I need to explain to some people. Was everyone even on your lawn before you started yelling at them to get off of it? I'm not paying extra money to watch a bad Wild Card playoff game. Oh, some people are like, well, what if the Patriots are on? Well, A, they won't be. B, if they are, it'll be on uh, broadcast airwaves locally as part of the agreement. But I just, and, and the other thing I want to clear up, yes, right now, Peacock mm -hmm. comes free with your Xfinity package. They are mm -hmm. about to do away with that and start charging you for that, which is an e an issue for a lot of the uh, cockers out there who like to watch wrestling on there and the various things they offer they have decent um, movies decent they have decent streaming selection i i happen to personally like uh hulu and netflix a little bit better but you know like the I'm cock not is not bad it. i'm not doing it and and now that i know the game and the time i'm not kidding i'm gonna plan a date night with my wife or something we're gonna go out f u nfl take your wild card weekend playoff game take your wild cock and shove it straight up your candy ass you know, and you know what you're going to do? You're going to end up having to call around or have her make some calls because you'll end up writing something for WEI.com or doing an emergency podcast with me and say, honey, could you find out if uh, where we're going happens to have uh, a Roku TV and if the they cock. get the cock, if they get the cock. Hi. Uh, yes. Uh, do you excuse me? Do you guys have the <laughs> like I'm not doing it? I'm not paying for cock. <laughs> I'm just not doing it. I am thrilled. It finally took us this long doing a podcast to go there. All right. Last but not least, I'm I'm with you. I understand it doesn't bother me as much because I already have it because I have kids because they got good cartoons, some fun movies. It's five bucks a month for the basic version, which, of course, will get you the game. I see why the NFL is doing it. I understand why you are uh, bristling at this at the same time. doesn't bother me as much. Also, I have seven months to figure out if I actually want to hold on to it and how good the game is going to be. All right. Now, lastly... The cock. Now, lastly, <laughs> lastly, um, I saw this on Twitter yesterday, and I thought it'd be a fun little one for listeners to bat around if they haven't seen it on the socials yet. And I wanted to get your take on it, Andy. Okay. Um, someone tweeted out, you can choose one player to have an injury-free career. Who is it? Whoa. They tweeted out Odell Beckham Jr. As, as a photo. I know yours overall, so I wanted to get your Overall, and then your New England edition of one player injury free career. So, the overall to me, this is the easiest. There's only one answer it's Bo yes, Jackson, the greatest course. athlete that ever walked the planet. Yep. Uh, people don't know enough agree about on that. that. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. his, his legend and his star power and everything is fading. Um, I would urge anybody who doesn't know how great Bo was to just Google some Bo highlights football, baseball, the whole thing. Um, one of the great personalities, like really, and I know he was in the news recently for his hiccup issue, having hiccups for a year, um, which he had strange. to have surgically, which he had to have surgically right. repaired. 
which I think is funny. Like you think of the greatest athlete ever and he's going under the knife because he's had hiccups for a year. Like it's very Gosh. strange, but yeah. um, no, for me, it would definitely be Bo. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it should be for almost everyone from a Patriots perspective. Yeah. Let's go Pat's perspective, not Celtics, not Red Sox, not Bruins. So this one is tough for me because one candidate that's popular with people is Gronk. And I, mean, I do hey, think that's yes. legitimate, but mm -hmm. Gronk was still great. We still actually got a pretty long career from Gronk. He's a um, Hall of Famer without the Tampa. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer oh, yeah. and the greatest to ever do it without the Tampa portion of his career. But I would like to have seen just, you know, Tony Gonzalez type Gronk, where every year he plays every game, 16 games, 17 games. The numbers he would have put up would have been stupid. The additional plays he would have been up. Because in this scenario, I'm pretending he still can play as as recklessly and as violently as he did and because he, he never gets hurt yeah. um throwing people out the club running people over that whole thing the highlights that he would have built up over the totality of a healthy career and he, he's my favorite patriot of all time so mm -hmm. um yeah I, I think i would go with gronk i think i've talked myself into gronk okay other candidates i went with malcolm mitchell because i thought okay you're expecting me to say gronk i'll go i'll swerve a little bit guy gets one year he was good that would have helped the wide receiver issue in the later years of brady as well so i think if malcolm mitchell was able to actually play and had a decent healthy career that would have been nice some people will say obviously daryl stingley because his career was ended on that yep. brutal dirty hit that paralyzed the man way back in the late 70s robert edwards was a popular response on my tweet as well my favorite and the funniest one i think by far by far was i forget who tweeted it out but it was just absolute money 31 other teams should have said tom brady no drew bledsoe drew bledsoe sorry not tom, oh people also say, sorry people also i i thought of brady because people said tom brady because what if brady didn't get hurt in 2008 what could that team have been capable of but the funny one was 31 teams should have yep. said drew bledsoe because bledsoe never gets hurt are we even here no this is not called six rings no, it's definitely not called six rings. We mean it might be called the cock. And I mean, when I got that first, <laughs> um, it's not called cock rings. All I'm, right. What a show. Oh, what are we doing? You took I it know. too far. We're going to get That's like an adult explicit content uh, little label on this podcast. Good. AI is going to search through this with its ears and be like, oh, not everybody can listen what to that. The, the, the nanobots that listen to the podcast are like, sorry, at the 38 minute mark, everything went south. Do they count for downloads? Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's, a it's a fun little exercise as well. There's really no wrong answer. There are better answers. There are good answers. There are correct answers. You know, and there's Julian Edelman could be in the conversation. Like his, the way 2017, his that sucked. Yeah. Yeah. So he would be there. Um, trying to think. Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe Brady never gets his job back. Ooh, if Garoppolo, oh, that's, no, that doesn't happen that way. No, uh, Fun one to throw around with your friends, bat around the bar room or the brewery. Uh, good argumentative fair. What athlete would you like to see play a whole career without injury locally? And of course, with the Patriots. Fun way to end a very fun podcast. Uh, if anyone gets a chance to listen to this before Wednesday evening, May 17th, 2023, make your way to Braintree, Massachusetts, the South Shore Plaza, the I Love Boston Sports Store. I'll be doing a Q&A with... Ernie Adams, Dante Scarnecchia, and Ivan Fears, three coaching or two coaching and one contributing legend to the greatest di double dynastic run in football history. I'll be at the I Love Boston Sports Store, 7 to 8.30. You can purchase autographs, meet and greet, Q&A. It'll be a ton of fun. And uh, good Lord willing, I'll be able to bring back some fun audio from those gentlemen to throw into 
the second half edition of this week's Six Rings and Football Things podcast. So if you can't make it down there, listen up. Hopefully we'll have some good perspective, insight, and stories from those fellas. For producer Justin Turpin, for co-host Andy Hart at Jumbo Hart, I'm your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens at Fitzy GFY. This has been the latest and greatest edition of Six Rings and Football Things brought to you by WEEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. We'll talk soon. Good day. God bless. Go Celtics. And as always, go Pats. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.